What's up, you love bugs? <laughs> Welcome to the heartbeat. I'm super excited you're here. And wow, there's been a lot happening recently in like the best of ways, but just so many of my clients kind of coming to big aha breakthrough moments. Even me, myself, coming to some conclusions on things and, and kind of uh, distancing myself from some patterns of the past. And, you know, especially with a lot happening in the world right now, we've got the coronavirus scare and the economy going in weird directions and just a lot. And so I feel like in this time of extreme uncertainty in the world around us and fear, honestly, in the world around us, um, I'm just reminded of my own journey and my own path to remain confident in myself and having security within myself in this time because it can be tough and if you don't have that inner peace or inner security it you can kind of just get taken with the waves of what the media is saying and what's going on in the world and also you know emotions are contagious too not just a virus so if you're hanging out with people that are uh toxic negative super scared super angry anything that you don't want to feel just make sure you're distancing yourself and, and creating some boundaries there because you don't want to get that emotion you don't want to get infected with that disease and so i'm just paying more attention to that in my life right now and kind of just wanted to reiterate that and share and also that a big part of the healing journey and having that sense of self confidence or even inner peace is on working towards something and making sure that you have a project or some outlet with art to create. And I found that, you know, looking back at my life, the times where I wasn't creating, where I wasn't being artistic, were some of the darkest times of my life. And I guess looking at some of the patterns that my clients are having, I'm just recognizing that too. And the clients that really have these crazy huge transformations at some point in the journey start creating and then pick up an art form. And I love that because that's just your full self-expression feel safe enough to express yourself well that's true freedom and so that's why I'm really excited for this podcast episode today because Michael is an amazing artist who has meaning behind his message and meaning behind his art and he does it in such an amazing like cliche way on social media that's really taken off um, he mentions all of his social handles, the end of the podcast so go check his stuff out and actually get a visual on his art because I love it, and that's why I invited him to be on the show. And this episode really talks about the importance of creativity, and now especially more than ever in the times of uncertainty and with the world uh, that we're in right now in this point in March of 2020. So kick back, relax, listen to this amazing episode about creation. And while we're doing that, just make sure you're being self-reflective as well. And kind of taking inventory of where you're at with your own creativity, if you've exercised that muscle, if you've been in that space and that sphere recently yourself, because now might be the best time to start that. So without further ado, you're listening to The Heartbeat. So what's on your heart to talk about? Um, I... It's just really great to be back in LA. Uh, this yeah. is kind of a, a little bit of a 
a surreal experience, uh, being back in my old stomping grounds. I don't know uh, what that means, what does stomping grounds mean? Um, what does that refer to? Stomping grounds? When you're used to... It's where you, it's where you stomp. It's, it's where you walk. But no, it's really good to be here, especially in Santa Monica, where I spent a lot of uh, a lot of time, uh, a lot of time with my best friend. Uh, her name is also Michael. Uh, I can't wait to see her. We're going to Disneyland on Monday. It's nice being a tourist in my own city. Uh, yeah, in, right. In, in a city where I, I used to live for twelve years, and it's fun, you know going downtown and going to Grand Central Market and being that, like, you know, tourist in your own city. So <laughs> that's that's what's been on, on my mind this morning, too, is just waking up to uh, the heat f- feeling familiar oh, and right. the city smelling familiar <laughs> and the honks sounding familiar <laughs> the honks. and the angry cars <laughs> yep. and angry drivers. Uh, so all of that's been uh, been really good. It's, it's nice to be back. Yeah, that's awesome. It it's, must be really surreal in a way to kind of like I used, used to live here but then revisiting I mean that's how I feel it's every time, time capsule. I go back home yeah. yeah yeah. where's your home by the way Memphis ah yeah. okay yeah no it's it's good it's a time capsule uh, it, it so much of it has not changed at all uh, like the propusery <laughs> yeah, yeah. is uh, on the corner and stuff and so much of it has I mean I mm-hmm. always felt even living here that LA didn't uh, necessarily revere its own history uh you've got what what is that the the oldest outdoor mall in the world it was that like derby hat oh, really where is that i'm gonna now it's gonna bug me uh and it's gonna bug the the listeners too. they're gonna have to <laughs> google it the world's out, uh, oldest outdoor mall so that okay. i assume I, I presume that's that's uh still uh still out there and still around no it's not a derby hat it's actually in the shape of a boat uh, and I want to say it's Crossroads of the World. It's called Crossroads of the World. Yes, it's like that's in Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah. I've well, I've park. driven by that. Not a mall anymore. Yeah, it's definitely it hasn't probably hasn't been a mall for decades. Yeah, uh, but but things like that, uh, you know, the the city reveres that that mm-hmm. piece of its history. But then there's other parts where it just uh, tears it down at the drop of a hat. Do you remember now that we're in uh, in beautiful, sunny, warm uh, Santa Monica? I'm trying to paint a uh, rich picture for the <laughs> listeners. Um, do you remember the old Santa Monica Mall? Did you ever see the mall before this? No, uh, I didn't. This no. this version of it. So it was this blocky, uh, kind of pretty dated uh, looking structure really like a lot of tile used and a lot oh, of like bright yeah. colors and really like retro just, almost. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and really ugly but like it was just <laughs> it was really it was just the the world's second saddest mall uh i live next to the world's saddest mall in portland oh shit um, yeah the light center uh i don't know that may be a deep cut for uh, for some people but the Lloyd center <laughs> is the world's saddest mall um so uh santa monica place blocky gross weird uh surprisingly designed by Frank Gehry, uh, mm. the old Santa Monica Mall. So he's the designer who designed the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Wow. And uh, what, is it the, the MoMA in Bilbao, Spain? These huge, sweeping, beautiful steel structures. So it just goes to show that, uh, you know, if you have a big budget, you can design something beautiful. <laughs> but right. that's something I'm not sad that they, uh, that's a piece of history I'm not sad that they destroyed uh, right, right, right. That's what this uh, podcast should be about. We should just history? talk about the history of malls in Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's 
that's what that's, that's what we're what doing. You do. That's, that's what you do. That's what one does. And when you visit Los Angeles, <laughs> you go from mall to mall. Yeah, you know that's that is true. I mean, think about like Rodeo, mm-hmm. uh, going out Beverly Hills. Like they're just hitting up all the malls. It's like the thing to do. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Those are the culture out here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those are the landmarks. That's true. It's it's a shopping culture. It's a consumer culture. It felt well, very much. Sorry to no. Uh, yeah, go interrupt. ahead. It just felt like. Um, I remember living here and thinking it felt very much like a a caste system out here too mm-hmm. because I wasn't in the film or TV industry. And so I felt like a lot of the retail culture in the city and working for the retail culture, you're either in the cast of the film and TV industry, which is very powerful and, and you know, financially, yeah. it, it, it drives the city, uh, or you are serving it. And so mm-hmm. I think part of that feeling of like I was just serving uh, that that bigger picture that I wasn't a part of. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the reasons where I was like, ah, maybe not all cities are like this. Maybe I should check another city out. <laughs> I sound like yeah. I hate L.A. and I don't. <laughs> I love L.A. Which is um, why you're back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love visiting. I love your your eye for the landscape, but also just as a creator and an artist. Um, it's always some. It's always unique to see people's viewpoints or what you like. What you're pointing out in this trip right now, you Thanks know, so like, much. You know, what you're taking in. It's I it's very interesting, that. and you know that's kind of uh, the main reason I asked you to jump on the show. Is I I saw your Instagram and it was like all this motivational stuff, but it was done in a very artistic, unique way. Thanks. And I'm like, fuck yes, let's go. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, I and that. so what? I, I mean, that. I asked you before we started taping, but what mm-hmm. got you started with? doing what you're doing as an artist um i just uh rejection and heartbreak <laughs> that's what how it always started. starts that's yeah. how it always starts yeah. uh, uh horrifying uh things no no i i uh had a big transition probably uh seven years ago now um where i just had like a really uh weird painful uh rejection and heartbreak and uh, kind of as a dare to myself, I, I started an Instagram, and it was just social media. Like I didn't need any uh, any more social media. I said back then, like <laughs> I've got Facebook and Twitter, which yeah. is now like which the is most, what everybody said, right? Yeah, it's the most like boomer thing in the world to say. <laughs> but I was still, I was right there. I was like, no, oh, yeah. I'm not going to get any more social media. And so I get on Instagram. Uh, a couple years later, uh, my good friend Jenny K. Banta and I go to Disneyland, and I decide to stage. Uh, a photo and it's a photo of uh in my mind it was like of me and jenny uh staring straight at the camera in front of the uh castle uh, the magic yeah. kingdom and i'm holding a huge massive bouquet of balloons again this is all in my head and we're just staring at the camera very like american gothic style mm-hmm. and i was like ah, oh, and it will caption it caption it uh happiest place on earth it's gonna be great and, <laughs> yes. and ironic and, and hilarious and it's also, uh, it was kind of like a commentary on social media, too. Right. Uh, so I walk up to uh, one of the workers, and I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I want to <laughs> do this photo. I want to take it with my friend Jenny. Obviously, I don't want to buy a dozen balloons, and uh, the balloons are uh, like $18 each because yeah. it's Disneyland. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. I don't want to buy like all of your balloons. I just want to hold them for a moment. Is there a way I can do that? And she was like, well, uh, I, I 
I have to hold the balloons until I sell them. Because once I l- yeah. let go of them, I'm still responsible for them if they're not paid for. And we've had stories, we've heard stories about patrons like running off. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a retail manager. I, I absolutely understand people's constraints in doing something. But she was super helpful and she wanted to make this photo happen. And, uh, and, and I'm also very uh, good at working within people's uh, boundaries and, and constraints. And so uh, I came up with sort of a little plan where I would hold the balloons by the string and then she would hold the balloons by the string as well behind me and so in the final photo it turned out great we asked a stranger to take it uh and it was you know it's officially my first uh stage photo you can sort of see her head just peeking up like right behind my shoulder yeah uh and so i love that little like artifact uh (laughs) that was of the making of um i would say more recently the the messages that have to do with self-care and self-love and uh, quotes that resonate with my heart, uh, you know, again, uh, started from that whole point of view of um, making fun of social media, making light of the conventions of social media. And so getting a few balloons and and, uh, putting out a a strong uh, heartfelt message like abolish ice now but there are these balloons that are used for like baby showers and bridal showers and like birthday parties and it's against like a a colorful wall and i'm like smiling in the photo uh you know that that it's a it was a powerful message but it's also like easily misconstrued out of context so mm-hmm. i've been trying to like refine that message too um yeah. it's it's an it's a work in progress. It always morphs, I feel. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I've learned a lot, too. Um, you know, there was a message I did uh, that I feel strongly about where it was like reverse uh, racism isn't real. Like, it, it is, mm, it is yeah. not possible for, for uh, uh, white people to be institutionally uh, exposed or, or victims of, of racism because mm. we are in positions of um, more privilege, yeah. uh, much more privilege. And posting that photo with myself in the center of it, I got a lot of feedback about that, I'm sure. <laughs> and and it, uh, it taught me a lot. And it made me think, okay, well, maybe that, uh, uh, that, that, that thing I do... Uh, where I'm making fun of social media, so I'm in all of my photos, maybe that's something that I can step away from for the strength uh, and integrity of the message. Of the message. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And so yeah. I've, I've started doing that where I've kind of stepped back from being the only model in all my photos, which I still think is, is a really, really <laughs> funny convention of social media. And, yeah. and, I, and I think it's... it's, uh, it, it's it is what it is. It's right. it's funny and, and silly. Well, no, but but yeah. the stepping away from that has totally. has really helped me refine the the message of it all, right? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And the impact that it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely like love and respect your work and how you've kind of like you said, it's kind of like a low blow of social media, kinda of like making fun of it, but then using it as like this uh this tool and you're doing it in just a unique way. I too, really appreciate is, that. Yeah. Thank you. Um and I so I know that you said it got started from a rejection and a heartbreak. And 
obviously I help people in situations like that and to, to heal their heart and get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you took that as an opportunity to express yourself because that's one of the biggest things I tell people is um, it's a, an opportunity mm-hmm. is what it is. And a lot of people think like, oh, life's over or like you get sucked into the to the sadness of it all, which mm-hmm. it's not to say that it's not sad, but you almost neglect the the lesson or the growth opportunity that's being presented, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, yeah, because I, I think when you get in a relationship, when I get in a relationship, <laughs> I start uh, being validated. And that feels good. And, right. you know, that's related to, to social media <laughs> as, as exactly. well. Yeah. But validation feels really good. And it feels good to have someone loving the parts of you that you thought were ugly. Right. And maybe, you know, that's a red flag. Uh, or not necessarily a red flag, but maybe that's that's an indicator of, of you know, you need to do more growth on yourself and love mm-hmm. those parts totally. already before you get into something. Yeah. But it is shocking to have, um, to be investing so much of yourself in how somebody views you and then all of a sudden that someone saying I don't want that anymore it makes you feel like you question it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like well then <laughs> I actually was a shitty person after <laughs> all uh, I was exactly as shitty as I always thought I was great <laughs> right. right that's what's happening in your head exactly. right and so uh, what drove you to create like creation in in that uh, I think the fact that other people could relate and I and I feel mm. you know the social justice messages are one aspect of you know the typography messages I do like yeah, the, yeah. the LED letters and, and the balloon messages but the other ones that get so much traction are quotes that I find or create that are based on 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 the heart and mm-hmm. and how we feel when we're rejected and it's great when I feel like a lot of people relate to it because it always does feel risky putting something out there uh, that I'm not sure if everyone else believes Uh, Mm -hmm. it's 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 a risk of whenever you uh, lay yourself bare like that it's a risk whenever you make yourself vulnerable and and create and 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 produce uh, uh this baby and you're mm-hmm. like oh, i hope everybody loves this baby and maybe a lot of people love the baby and can relate and they're mm-hmm. like yes i i yeah i i could make a baby exactly like that too <laughs> and maybe, maybe this metaphor is a little thin uh maybe some people <laughs> hate your you. baby and you. they cancel your baby and they unfollow <laughs> you because they don't like your baby anymore um but but that's that's the the goal and the hope is yeah. to uh, unite people, and I think our our strongest um, quality isn't necessarily something that we're born with, but it's the thing that's going to save us all. Isn't like necessarily our our capacity to love, or our our capacity to um, you know to walk away from things that hurt us, but it's our capacity to empathize. Uh, empathy mm-hmm. is everything empathy is everything right. and being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes it, it's almost the rules of uh of improv uh but yeah. with the heart it's right, like right. you never say no to somebody else's reality uh because that's like R- gaslighting them anyway right, right, right. but it's always saying the yes and 
mm-hmm. uh, or yes, yes, and well, you're agreeing seeking, with the, yeah. the world that somebody else is making because it's seeking common ground, it's seeking understanding and, and higher perspectives. And keep on, I keep interrupting you. No, uh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's seeking higher perspective, and it's and empathy is. I mean, you mentioned it's uh, you know the capacity to love. It's I think that's loving even more because mm-hmm. you're seeing such a higher perspective, and you're getting out of your own. Uh, likes, dislikes, and your own judgments and viewpoints mm-hmm. to say to jump into somebody else's world and, and love them for how they are instead of trying to change it, which is a higher form of love, I feel. And it's hard to do with people who have rejected us. It's hard right, to do right. with people who have broken our hearts to put ourselves in their shoes and say, like, what, you know, was actually what's, going on. Yeah, right? what's the love they've they've known? What was I not providing them that they asked for and I didn't really give that and that's that's really tough too mm-hmm. we're allowed to feel whatever we feel we're allowed yeah. we we can give ourselves permission to still like be angry at them <laughs> we can still uh feel uh you know confused and and sad and we're allowed to to feel those where this isn't a form of like repressing those but uh, that ultimate empathy of just being able to put yourself in, in their shoes. And, and right. that has to do with everything. everything one, of the, one of the biggest things that I get uh, from people in having conversations, especially in the DMs. Y'all are crazy with my DMs, which I love. I love, I love the conversations because I have some deep convos in, in my DMs with people and just uh, reaching out for help or asking me questions. And so keep it up and, and you guys can always reach out. One of the things that I get asked a lot is something along the lines, if I care too much, I'm too empathetic, and they almost start to see that as a bad thing. That's interesting. And Because they, they, they're like, oh, I care too much, and that's why I'm staying in this toxic relationship, because I'm holding on to hope, or I care too much, and uh, that's why I keep getting my heart broken, right? And my viewpoint is that it's not necessarily uh, that that's not what's causing the hurt, and that's not what's causing the pain. It's it's you need to care even more enough for yourself too mm-hmm. right you're caring yes about the other person but it's away. it's right but it's also loving even more to yourself to walk away and then mm-hmm. you won't you know get hurt and so i think that there might be this uh message out there or belief out there that people have of like being an empath having a huge heart is gonna hurt you mm-hmm. and it's i think it could if you're not also you don't also care about yourself mm-hmm. yeah and i i you know, my, my softness, my ability to forgive, yeah. my ability to uh, be an optimist and not a pessimist, my ability to uh, see the good in people and hope for a better future with someone who's really, really been hard to connect with or that the connection is vanishing. Mm-hmm. All of those things, my softness, my, my empathy... My, um, my, my, uh, my forgiveness, uh, those aren't weakness. That's not no, weakness. That's those, those are a sign of strength. That is my armor that I wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ultimately forgiving of myself to make mistakes or to be wrong. Uh, as long as I'm learning, if I'm not learning and, and it's, you know, what we talked about earlier, the whole, like, you know, the, the, the parable of, like, 
the definition of crazy, yeah. uh, which, by the way, isn't based on any, like, psychological reality. I researched it, and, like, <laughs> no, no psychologist or, or anyone has ever said the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> and expecting a different result. Nobody with, like, a degree has ever said that. It's not the definition of crazy. Uh, but it's a really powerful thing to hear. Maybe, um, maybe the, the definition of like a, a, a hopeless optimist is to do the same thing over and right. over again and expect a different result. Um, but I, I don't think, uh, I, I never want to be that like cynical person. I never, I, I, you know, I've encountered those people in my life and, you know, it's it, looking at it from the outside in, it's scary because I don't want to be that person at the end of my life who's afraid to take any chances because there was a precedent in my life that happened. Right. Uh, that's not to say, you know, learn not to put your hand on the stove. If, if the stove is <laughs> exactly. burning and you put your hand on it, you've learned your lesson. Yes, don't repeat that circumstance again. But not all stoves are burning. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to to still be open enough to to risk uh, because then there's such a great payoff if the risk pays off. Totally. Mm-hmm. And what 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 role do you feel being creative and expressing yourself through your art plays in your own healing journey? Oh, oh, I don't take any of my own advice. Well, no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, um, I, well, I, I try to, and, and it's, often, it's often through like finding these quotes or curating these lessons or, or finding these messages mm-hmm. that people much wiser than me have said, uh, it's, it's through finding those that I really wake up sometimes and I'm sure, like, yeah. great. And, it, and also the more um, public my art becomes and the more popular it becomes, I also have a greater responsibility to uh, be compassionate and be um, a little more forgiving than I've been in the past when people uh, make assumptions about being entitled to my time Mm. or make assumptions about... uh, being entitled to my company mm. um well and and so I'm, I'm having to make like kinder decisions about that too sure. uh because i really need to um to practice what i preach i mean well, the, it's, the, it's a way of holding myself accountable I would it say. is yeah. it is um i guess the question was more so guided on like the actual process of creating not necessarily what you're saying in the message but like being creative oh. to your own healing journey i'm yeah. sure yeah, no, it's it's everything. Um, it's like, I joke that it's uh, how I stop the lambs from screaming, and it really <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, maybe a deep cut for for some listeners. Uh, yeah. Silence of the lambs reference, but but it really is like that is yeah. how if I'm Clarice, that's how the lambs start stop screaming, is to really um, go out on a rainy afternoon in Portland, Oregon, and 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 make art and. It's also great from just a practical level to get me outside. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I hate to be like, oh, the weather. But yes, everyone knows Portland is, is rainy and gray, especially in the fall and winter and somewhat in the spring. And so it really forces me to, uh, to, to you know, compartmentalize my, my seasonal uh, affective disorder and put that away 
and get outside and people inevitably stop me uh, and, and, and say hello and introduce themselves and are curious and want to yeah. know what I'm doing. And it's great because these are always, like, I, I make this art in uh, colorful murals and public walls and, mm-hmm. and, and outside. And so it really forces me to get outside. So I would say it's really healthy uh, for my mental health just to, just to get outside yeah. and to create and to uh, just be able to uh, express what I'm expressing and, and see, you know, people instantly relating to it in the real world mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, in the online world. Right. Because there's multiple ways to create. And again, I'm asking this just to give the listeners like awareness of, hey, make sure you're creating. I think it's very healthy. Uh, there, and there's multiple ways to do it. It could be art. It could be music, singing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, maybe you're a coach. It could be coaching. There's different art forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's essential. Like it's, yeah. it's, it literally is. I, I feel like when I'm getting to know someone as well, if they give me access to their art, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> you it know just a lot makes, about that person. Yeah, yeah. It just makes me appreciate uh, them letting me into that part of their lives as well. Especially people who like write privately and then they, mm-hmm. they give you your, their, their writing to read as well. Yeah. Um, That's one of my things. My is poetry. Ah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's great. And it also feels really good from the point of view of a creator to trust somebody with that and have them honor that trust and have yeah. them recognize what a, a big step that is to, to give something you've created uh, outwards. So and, yeah, and on uh, that, how do you handle rejection now? Because I mean, you got started in this, but I'm sure there's negative comments on Instagram and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How do you handle the hate with that all? Because I feel maybe there's a hesitation for people with creating and putting it out there in the world of uh, I have nothing to say, nobody's gonna like it. Mm-hmm. All of these hesitations come up. Um, how did you work through that, or how do you deal with the negative stuff? You know, I realize it's all online. I used to have a philosophy of like online should be the same as in real life. Like, <laughs> like I have online friends and those could be just as good friends as somebody who I've like met a couple times in real life. And it's, and I'm realizing now that it's not the same. I've spent the last yeah. two years really developing a thick skin about uh, online culture and what that means and, and sort of guessing people's intentions behind what they do. I'm also really, really trying to listen and learn more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when someone is telling you that you hurt them, you don't get to uh, tell them that they didn't. Yeah, so yeah, right, e- right. even online, if somebody is saying this message is hurting me or the way you delivered this or the way you centered yourself instead of uh, you know putting a marginalized community member well, it's, it's, in the photo instead... I, I I can't say that I didn't I didn't hurt them. So right, well, uh, and especially with a message like what you're doing with yeah, this, with like yeah. social justice messages yeah. and things like that. Uh, so definitely that form of uh, yeah of, of uh, I, I've learned a lot from uh, from that. And I mean, the thing that people fear in putting their art out there or putting anything out there is that it won't be liked. But mm-hmm. I would remind everyone that, you know, we're making art for themselves. I never expected to go viral. I don't make anything expecting to, to go viral or be out there. It is a more selfish process than people would yeah. realize. Yeah. Like, it really is, um, if it gets one like or if it gets a thousand likes, 
I'm 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 making it because my lambs are screaming, not, not yours. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. relate to it and it makes your lambs stop screaming, great. Like uh-huh. that's I I love that. And yes, we are closer because we are bonded through what we both uh, experience together. Um, but I'm I'm very very much um, even more so than ever ever before making it for me and, and as as reminders of life lessons that I'm learning. Uh, just by stumbling through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Because I mean, that's something too. I was actually talking about this with a friend today. How, especially in the creative process, you kind of just started from that one thing at Disneyland, right? You were just like, "I'm just going to do this, and this feels good." You didn't have this grand-esque vision for continuing it or no. anything like that. No, it's, no, no. You know, uh, like, none of my art is made to, to go viral. The whole box yeah. boyfriend thing that happened a couple years ago. What was that? Uh, that was where it was, uh, again, born from another rejection. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, I just realized that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I had this idea... Uh, sort of self-medicated a lot after a a painful rejection in 2015 uh, with... Boxed wine, not not great wine. Save the boxes because I had the concept even then of making a boyfriend out of these boxes of wine and sat on that idea for a few years and finally... Uh, a couple years ago, on one Sunday, I was messaging my friend Nacelle, and we were planning to go to Ikea uh, to do a photo shoot. I had a couple funny photos in mind that we could do at Ikea. And uh, and I uh, texted her at the last minute, and I said, do you mind if we do this box wine boyfriend shoot in my neighborhood instead? Uh, I think I could finish this this thing by then. Uh, I found I had found this like metal armature that was like sort of this posable skeleton at the Halloween store a couple months before, and so I just like cut up some boxes, clumped them together, duct taped them, and they looked like a posable like boyfriend that I could that <laughs> I could awesome. pretend was my boyfriend. So <laughs> we tooled around one afternoon on a Sunday, and uh, and and took the photos, and it was a blast. And Monday morning I posted them and. I, I didn't think much of it. And I noticed that night that it was uh, it was doing pretty well. I was like, oh, wow, that's probably, like, my my most popular Twitter post ever. Like, that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I wake up Tuesday morning to uh, interview requests, press requests. What? Huffington Post, Vice Holy Magazine, shit. Food and Wine... Uh, Today Show, just all of this stuff. ABC featured it on a food show they had back then called The Chew, which was wow. like the, the show after The View. And it was uh, bizarre, but it was great because, again, it was born of this, like, <laughs> sort of making uh, lemonade from lemons of this mm-hmm. painful rejection. So I just I made this boyfriend, and it was kind of like a, a symbol of sadness. Yeah, uh, I think my favorite comment on... Uh, on the tweet, which I think eventually got like a uh, hundred thousand uh, likes or something, was uh, "LOL, you're so lonely." <laughs> I was like, oh, that's my brand. That's my brand. LOL, I'm so lonely. Uh, so that was that was really perfect. That summed it up in a nutshell, and and that was great because people saw that and they really they it made them laugh, but they were also really able to relate to that like 
wow like that that super lonely feeling where you're just like at your last resort and you're like that's it i'm gonna make a spouse out of like boxes of wine that i've drank in my loneliness (laughs) um i i think that was probably the the pinnacle probably even bigger than the the balloon letters um, balloon letters? What was that? The so the balloon letters are the ones where I spell the message. Oh, the, oh okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did and, that one blow uh, up? Those, uh, no pun intended. No, uh, shit. Uh, boo. Yeah, right. Dang. Uh, so sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I apologize for every, every pun ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that uh, uh, those have been sort of like curated quotes and messages uh, that that have gotten. Uh, more refined and, and better over the years as I kind of like learn uh, learn know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I think the biggest thing about the balloon letters that I wish I could change is that they're not great for the environment. Uh, yeah. I save them from shoot to shoot. Uh, I'm I, this is my disclaimer. <laughs> I uh, I am working on a secret project to hopefully make them obsolete forever, and I uh, even prevent to prevent myself from buying too many I use different color balloons and then photoshop them all to match I don't like using photoshop but I will for that yeah um but I think the the contrast of you know a really serious heartfelt life lesson or message combined with this social media cliche of uh mylar balloon letters is just a really good combination that that's hit it off and you know as an artist you never want to be known as just one thing. I don't want to be right. the balloon guy. I don't want to be the box fine boyfriend guy. But it's really gratifying to see people liking your art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And also putting like putting it out there and not just... I'm sure you can create art and make it for your own process. But I know friends that would write poetry and then later turned it into a book. And that wasn't the idea, but it just kind of spiraled into that. That's great. Uh, there's also, I think, something healing about putting it out there and recognizing that wow people do like it but mm-hmm. you don't notice that until you just put it out there yep yeah exactly and and having you know with boxing boyfriend having so many people relate to mm-hmm. that feeling of loneliness and despair in a really funny way it, that really tapped on something where i just it it was so comfortable for so long feeling like i was the only one who felt that lonely mm, uh, wow. and and, uh, and and despaired that much or uh, you know I was the only one who, who had feelings that uh, sad after a rejection yeah. or, or a uh, relationship ending and so it was really uh, touching and heartwarming to see other people relate to that mm-hmm. yeah it's important to know that you're not the only one in it you Mm -hmm. know yeah we're all in this together it's true what advice would you have to people that uh are going through a tough time they're in that situation just start creating it doesn't have to be for anyone but you just do it it's like uh this this uh program the artist's way Oh, yeah, I have the book to, over there. Oh, yeah, I love it. yeah, I love it. It, it encourages <laughs> you to write uh, your pages every day. Every uh-huh. every day when you when you wake up, you you write your pages and just write what's going through your mind. And as somebody who also writes and finds that the best time of, of day for for writing is in the morning, I just encourage everyone to to make something, create something. It's beautiful. It's your baby. You made it yourself. You can share it with the world. You don't have to share it with anyone, 
but there's something so sacred and uh, beautiful about making something uh, beautiful mm-hmm. from adversity and pain. And that how I feel most artists the best work is done from some pain from some sort of pain creates I, the most best art. I used to I used to believe that and maybe I still do. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's at least really, how you got started. It's right? hard to walk away from that. Yeah. I will say that I was in a really fulfilling relationship, the one that inspired uh, Box One Boyfriend, in mm-hmm. 2015. And it is kind of, I, I realize the irony in saying my, my most recent successful relationship is in 2015, like five years ago. But it, it, I still was able to create just as strongly and just mm-hmm. as... Uh, uh, well and, and uh, I was just as prolific uh, as I am now when I was in love versus yeah. when, when I was out of love um, so I think it's like the extremes yeah right yeah. like heartbreak or head over heels love like yeah. that's or, or heart, or heart, uh, heart healing uh-huh. and so I I think for a lot of artists the best art comes from uh, adversity and pain, but for me, it's that reassurance, and it and it makes me look forward to falling in love again mm-hmm. uh, that much more now that I know that I don't have to worry about like losing my groove uh, right, when I get right, in something right. again. So it's just a it's a it's one one less thing I have to uh, to worry about. Yeah, it's it's just important to stay in that creative flow because, like you were said, the lambs screaming. Uh, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> happens to me too. When I'm not, when I'm not creating something of like anything, I really do fall into get into my head, massive depression, mm-hmm. just feeling like beating myself up. Mm-hmm. Anxi- anxiety rises. It's just a it's a mess. But it's also like thank goodness for that self awareness where we're oh, yeah. like all we need to do all you need to do is just carve out time something take like a half day off work if you have pto to use um you know carve out some time on a morning wake up a little bit earlier Uh do some self-care and get enough sleep and (laughs) and wake up earlier and carve out time to create because it really uh at least for me it really really does uh help quell uh those bees that we're filled with sometimes right and what what about what do you have to to say with people who may be stuck because they're like they don't think the art's gonna be good enough so kind of in a a little bit of a perfectionist rut you know i feel that i hear that and the more my art gets noticed and the more uh uh, the public uh notices my art the more self-conscious i get about that and Uh sometimes i have dumped entire photo shoots where I'm like that's it's just not good enough and I really have to stop uh, I have to stop thinking that uh, I, I I will say I'm, I'm going through that right now so I don't know if I have necessarily words of wisdom mm-hmm. but I'll say that my process to that is going to be just to remind myself that my art is for myself it's not necessarily for other people I I don't owe anyone uh you know perfectly immaculate and finished photos right um i do want to get it right i do want to to uh create something beautiful 
but ultimately it's for me. Yeah, that's true. And I, I'm just thinking about my, because my, my whole history as an artist was like, uh, grew up with like paint and coloring, mm -hmm. um, got really good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, was going to go to school to the art Institute to design video games cause I'm a big gamer mm -hmm. and then ended up dropping that for fitness and then fitness and kind of like creating workouts and stuff like that. Yeah. And marketing was like my new art form in a way. Fascinating. Right. So it yeah. kind of morphed. Yeah. Uh, but that perfectionism is kind of like, like the vice or the, not the vice, the uh, shadow of caring a lot because you care so much. You want to do a good job yes. and you need, yes. but it needs to be perfect. And it's like, that's not a standard that you can reach. Mm -hmm. um, it's so like on that, that lamp fish. It's the, the, what is it? The, the lamp fish. And it's got like the lamp hanging off of its head ahead of it. And it's like constantly yeah, yeah. trying to catch that, or like maybe a better metaphor is like the the dogs in in dog races, which are horrible. Don't uh, don't, <laughs> don't don't go to dog races. Why would you do that? But that like rabbit that goes around the yeah, track that they all yeah. like chase. It's like you're you're never gonna find perfection, and even if you do, it's gonna be for a minute, and then it's gonna be gone. Right. So, right. So. Uh, find find perfection in the flaws. I th exactly, and I think there's something to be said about. Uh, I've given this assignment to people before of like just do something and I want it to be horrible like mm -hmm. I especially when I was more kind of along the scenes of a relationship coach and not self love stuff mm -hmm. um, some I'd had some guys that were had approach anxiety and they were just really anxious about approaching uh, and I helped them and I said I want you to approach somebody and get rejected that's the goal that's the outcome you're gonna I want you to get rejected and they mm -hmm. never did because when they that's they let scary. the pressure off yeah of like, oh, I have to get their number. Yeah. They just said, I'm just going to go say hi. That's fascinating. And it, it, yeah. then it was, it was successful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that amazing. It's, it's something to, I don't know, it's just interesting because we can't pressure ourselves to create, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, just know that the, maybe it's that we make the stakes so high that we psych ourselves out. So I think maybe the, the trick is to really, really lowering the stakes. Yeah. What if I fail? What if you do? Mm -hmm. What if I fail in making art? Well, then you failed in making art. Like, <laughs> or like one piece. It wasn't good. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. you should stop. Like, yeah. 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 Then you learned from it. It's um, kind of like having a sketchbook yeah. in a way for like an like pen and paper artist, right? Make sure you have your sketchbook where you can mess up yeah. so you stay in the flow and then have your masterpieces that you work on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Either you succeeded or you learned. There's, there's... Yeah, no in between. That's so true. So what's what's next for you? What what's in the works of creation? I know? never know that. I never know that. I, love I surprise that. myself. I actually love that. Yeah, though. I kind of do too. I've learned to love it. I used to hate that question, <laughs> and now I I absolutely revel in it because I'll be just as surprised. Right, um, right. I think you know the airplane photos. They're funny stage photos that I take on on airplanes because I have the privilege of uh, being able to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, both through my work's uh, time off and also through uh, just how I've carved out uh, my budget that yeah. I am lucky enough to, to travel a lot. It's awesome. Uh, so it's great. And so in order to deal with airplane anxiety, I started taking photos on planes both <laughs> with the crew after everybody's deplaned. And then more recently on this, this trip, uh, I, I took a photo with a bunch of passengers wearing animal masks, and that was a success <laughs> and very silly. Um, so... Maybe those will take off. Um, I, I never know what's going to like 
hit a chord with people and yeah. then I'll be able to really, uh, you know, capitalize that and, and make that my, my sort of, uh, my creative, creative baby, spend some time with that child for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I never know. Um, I do know that, you know, the secret project that I alluded to, uh, about eliminating the balloons forever. I'm really excited about that. I wish I could talk more about that. Nah, people um, will just follow you so they can oh, okay, <laughs> be in the, they can be I in promise the works. it'll be out there. I promise there it'll be out go. there and it'll there be something go. that, that everyone can share in too. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, two last questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed your heart tattoo my heart on my sleeve i'm on, glad you didn't liter- say heart on my sleeve yeah he's describing a heart tattoo on my arm um, <laughs> i love that, it that was kind of a, a sort of reminder and it is a reminder of a little bit what i talked about yeah. uh of of being soft and having my heart out there and i'm i'm glad i do i'm mm-hmm. proud of that i used to be really embarrassed that i uh attached easily and I'm, I'm not embarrassed of that anymore. I, I do attach easily. I do uh, develop, you know, romantic feelings uh, quickly if I have a connection with someone. And I am not embarrassed of that. That's, uh, that's, awesome. a, that's a strength. My softness is. Is, is my armor. And mm-hmm. so the heart is there just sort of to remind me of that. Uh, it's, that's awesome. It's, it's my armor. I love that. And then last question, what is your definition of love? Oh my gosh. I, I wish I had something short and sweet that I could Did you go off, uh, uh, yeah. spell in balloons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And maybe that's going to be my project now. Maybe you've inspired my next, me- yes. my next balloon message. Um, I, the definition of love for me yeah. changes with everyone I love. Mm, uh, it I, actually, wow. uh, the definition of love is uh, unique for everyone who I love in my life. Um, I wrote once that pain is like a fingerprint. And although empathy is great, you can't really truly know what someone else's pain feels like. But I also feel that with love. And mm. I think if you're lucky, uh, your fingerprints match pretty closely that's beautiful thank you pun intended but i love it (laughs) (laughs) perfect so yeah thanks for being on the show man where thank you so much for having me where can people find out more about your art and follow you along uh they can go to blacksmithdesign.com uh features my writing it's blacksmith without any vowels and design with vowels confusingly uh or blacksmith uh without any vowels on instagram i love it Thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. Of course.